0: Let's talk about the 2021 quarterbacks, and I'm not talking about the rookies. I'm talking about everybody heading into 2021, this very, very deep and young quarterback pool that will now be overtaken by guys like Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, potentially Burrow in a good you know, year or half a year. He's going to take a little time getting back. The Bengals still have a lot of things they need to improve upon before Burrow can really climb into the, the Herbert and Josh Allen category the tier but is Josh Allen in the same tier as Mahomes heading into 2021 let's break down that and more the fantasy football show begins now i i personally think mahomes you lock him in he's the number 1 overall quarterback dynasty redraft uh, dfs um you know one week leagues doesn't matter on a bye mahomes is the 1.01 in terms of quarterbacks If you're drafting just quarterbacks, let's do a, let's do a quarterback mock draft. Um, who's your number two? It's gotta be, in my opinion, I mean, you could make a case for Herbert. You could make a case for, for, uh, really, you know, a lot of these, these guys in the two to five range, but Josh Allen to me is the clear new number two overall quarterback in fantasy football. You could argue even Kyler Murray. Some might even say Wilson, despite his really bad finish to 2020, uh, here in the final weeks where he's dropped literally uh, the ball for people, and 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 I have so many people who are like Wilson sucks, Wilson you know did me dirty in the in the in the home stretch here, and you know that's gonna put a damper on his 2021 value. It's gonna make him a, a, a value grab a steal. Wilson either starts slow or he finishes slow. He oftentimes does that. So he's going to walk into 2021, and rightly so, uh, with a bunch of question marks, and he'll be a value grab. The risk will be baked into that. You can grab Wilson late, and you can get him at like the five six quarterback range, and that'll be good value. That'll be fantastic value. But he's not as exciting. He doesn't have as much upside, so as much ceiling as a Herbert, as a Josh Allen, and of course as a, a Mahomes. But is Josh Allen already... Number two. Now you might say that's a little preemptive, um, that's a little knee-jerk reaction, like Smitty, to put Allen number two after a you know a huge week, 15 uh, week 15 outing. No, I've been talking about Josh Allen being this good for a long, long time. This is not new. This is not trendy. This is not me, you know, riding the wave. Uh, Coming off of week 15, this is me saying, yeah, since 2018, when he was my number four bull prediction on sleeperu.com, sleeper, the letter U.com, which just got revamped, by the way, turned it into a newswire, launched the new look sleeperu.com last night. So get on over there and check that out. Where do you get your news? Because you could get your fantasy football news from me every day at sleeperu.com, the new revamped site. But on sleeperu.com, which I also drop bull predictions every year—the famous bull predictions that I do—he was number four in 2018. Josh Allen, and in that prediction at number four out of 12 bull predictions that year, I think I only did 10. I said he'd be a top four quarterback by the beginning of 2019. Now I, he wasn't quite there in 2019. <laughs> he kind of—I'm kind of a year early on him, but he's clearly not only top four dude's in my opinion number two number two with a case to be made that he could be some could argue the number one but Mahomes has that on lock in my view and this is coming from the biggest Josh Allen you know believer on record from a fantasy analyst perspective that I think you could find I dare you to find somebody that wrote something bigger than I did on Allen in 2019 who's number three for me is it Her- Is it Herbert is it Kyler Murray You know, you could argue Watson. It's not clear cut. Um, I think it's probably going to be Herbert, in my view, heading into early 2021 drafts. Now, much can change based on how everybody finishes. You know, just like Josh Allen secured himself the number two spot in a lot of people's eyes. But that came from his week 15 outing. So recency bias is definitely going to take part and and shaping where we rank these guys but i think herbert number three i think kyler murray number four makes a lot of sense in terms of the risk versus reward the ceiling values youth um you know likelihood of getting hurt all those things so i'm gonna put i'm gonna put them in that order and and after that it's russell wilson lamar jackson uh aaron Rodgers, deshaun watson kind of in a blender. You could argue Deshaun Watson should go right after Kyler at four, so Watson at number five. You could argue Lamar at number five after Kyler at number four. You could argue uh, all these guys, really, to be honest. They're all right right there in a tight little bunch. Again, blender style, toss them in a blender, turn it on, and the results aren't going to shock you burrow is probably you know you could argue dak coming off injury will he really ever regain his old form will he get to his old form if you do believe he will regain it will he get to his own old form quickly probably not so dak's gonna gonna level out at the 10 11 12 spot or 9 10 spot i'd say and before people say you're throwing disrespect at dak can't believe you put him at 10 like listen to the names like by default dak will fall the injury by default will force dak down mahomes Josh Allen, Herbert, Kyler, Wilson, Lamar Jackson, Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson. We're already at at number eight. That means Burrow, number nine for me, who also is coming off injury. And Dak at number 10, the injury buddies, down at nine and ten. Tom Brady's, who knows what he's doing. He retires or if he plays again. I think Jalen Hurts belongs right there with that Dak and Burrow tier and you might say to yourself, like, I'm not ready to have Jalen Hurts breach my top 7-10. to 10, And that's fine. Like, that's why we play the game. I think it's ridiculous when people attack other people's rankings and predictive thinking. Like, we're all predicting this stuff. No one has the answers. Like, think about the person that predicted Lamar Jackson's rise. Like, the guy that said, I'm drafting Lamar Jackson as my starter back in 20. 20- Nineteen. How big uh, uh, of an argument did that guy have with pretty much everybody that looked at his roster coming out of his draft? Like, you have no quarterback, bro. You know. And where are those people now? That that's what's so funny about the prediction business. Like, I've been doing this a long time. I'm famous for my bold predictions. I don't land them all. You know. I I. But but I was on top of Mahomes, Josh Allen, and I got ridiculed left and right for predicting big things and yeah everyone might not remember how doubted Mahomes was or how obscure that situation was when Alex Smith was going nuts during what was the 2017 season and at the end of that season when Mahomes wasn't even a starter he wasn't injected into that lineup yet we didn't know what we're dealing with with Mahomes yet and and I'm writing stuff on him saying this is the next top one to five quarterback not top five quarterback top one to five quarterback and I got ridiculed for that because he was not even the starter no one knew knew what Mahomes was going to do no one knew if he was even going to be named the starter and you always get ridiculed when you're trying to be ahead of the curve it's a lonely place to be ahead of the curve and sometimes you miss and like Brett Favre throwing four INTs in a row and getting back out onto the field or Aaron Rodgers if you will If you want to use today's quarterback crew. Aaron Rodgers going out and throwing four INTs in a row. He doesn't care. He gets back out there and he does what he does best. And that's throw touchdown passes. So, do I land them all? No. Did I miss on Clyde Edwards-Alaire this year? I absolutely did. Did I land Waller? Absolutely. Did I land A.J. Brown? Absolutely. D.K. Metcalf? Absolutely. Drake? I missed on Drake. I missed on... CEH, I missed on Drake. Now, I will argue though, I didn't miss on their talent. Drake got hurt. Um, he's still, you know, trying to deliver on what I projected for him. And to defend Drake, walking into last week, walking into week 15, or yeah, walking into week 15, he was number five in the league in yards, rushing yards. He was number six he was no, I'm sorry, he's number six in the league in rushing yards. Tied for fifth in touchdowns. Number six in rushing, tied for fifth in rushing touchdowns, heading into week 15. It's an that's impressive. He's done well. From a fantasy perspective, he struggled. And that's that's odd to to be atop both those categories in a struggle fantasy-wise, but he hasn't been used in the passing game as much as He should have been, um, you know, I think I could be a year early on Drake or Drake could fall into the abyss and never, never recover. It's tough to say. A lot depends on how he does in the final part of of 2020. But, you know, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, I don't feel like I've missed at all on his talent. It's usage. He just got hurt. How he does in the playoffs because he should return from injury during the playoffs, at least for a couple games. Will paint the picture for twenty twenty one value, and even if he doesn't do well or if he doesn't come back or whatever, I think if he, I think if he comes back, they do use him. I think he's going to do well. They tend, Casey, tends to use the running backs at the end of the year. Uh, like Damian Williams went on a terror in twenty eighteen in his final six games. He was, I think, only Zeke Elliott was better than Damian Williams in his final six games in twenty eighteen, uh, and look what Damian did in, in the year prior. In the Super Bowl, it's weird how Casey leans on the run differently at the end of the year. So Clyde could have a big finish and then everybody get excited about him, and then it's gonna suck in in some ways. It'll be nice to see the vindication if he does get to that level again. But if he doesn't do well, that'll be good news because it would suck if Clyde all of a sudden gained all of that hype back in the playoffs when it didn't even help you in fantasy, and then all of a sudden you're paying high dollar value, you got a lot of high risk again. Cause Clyde's gonna walk into 2020. One, high risk. He will. How could he not? You don't know. You have no guarantees. Even if Casey uses Clyde a ton, they use him, like, just nonstop in the playoffs when he gets back, if he gets back. That doesn't doesn't give you any secure feelings walking into 2021, because we've seen that with Damian Williams. You know, they used him like crazy in the Super Bowl. They used him like crazy at the end of 2018, and then didn't use him at all in the early part of 2019, and... It's the same old story. So there's no security in a good playoff run for Clyde. I hope that we don't have a, a, a huge, like, speedy rise in, in value just based on the playoffs for Clyde. Because I want Clyde to be a fourth or fifth rounder. I, I think that would be one of the funnest draft selections next year. Maybe not in every league, and that's, that's to say there's risk. If I, if I thought Clyde was a lock in third or fourth round value next year because of usage, not talent, because of usage, I would be telling you to draft him in every single league. I'm not telling you that. In several leagues, I will scoop Clyde up at fourth, fifth round value. And, man, I will, I will hope for the best. I will hope that talent shines through because talent usually wins out, not always, but usually does. And Clyde's got it, man. Clyde's got that talent. Clyde's got the ability in that offense, if used to be a top five running back in fantasy football. He's proven it. He There's several opportunities that Clyde's taken advantage of. He just hasn't had a lot of them. He would be a 100-yard, total-yard guy at to a touchdown every single week if they just used him enough, and I think 2021 they will, will find out. I don't know how I got on the Clyde tangent, um, but I did want to talk about the quarterbacks. I did want to talk about Hurts. I think I got on the Clyde topic because – Hertz is so doubted but so loved. Um, It's like 50 50 mix. And and I'm one of the believers. I talked about Hertz all offseason. I said that this was going to be a controversy. And if that, I I said that it's either going to be a controversy walking into 2021 at the quarterback position in Philly, or Hertz will have already taken Wentz out. And that got pushed back like crazy. Especially from Philly fans, you'd think Philly fans would just be like, "Hey, you know, okay, you know, we either way, Smitty, we like it." You know, you like Wentz, great. If you don't like Wentz, you love Hurts. We like that too. No, Philly fans were more mad ab- about that than anybody, saying, "How can you, you know, say that about Wentz? Wentz is amazing." No, Wentz is not amazing, and that was pretty evident. Like uh, sometimes I scratch my head and and ask how you how you don't see. A talent like Hertz, when you watch film, how you don't see the struggles that Wentz has had, the inability to stay healthy. Like, what? Who cares? Wentz is the future. Just drop it. Because I'm, I know I'm going to see a bunch of, you know, Wentz could have done this, and Wentz would have stayed healthy. Like, just move on, Philly fans. You've got, you've got an elite talent. You've got momentum. All you got to do is get rid of your coach, who, who, when asked. Can you name your starter for the rest of the year? You know what he said. We're not ready to name our Week 17 starter yet, but we can definitely name Hertz the Week 16 starter. He didn't, he didn't even say definitely. We can name Hertz the Week 16 starter. He's not ready to commit to Hertz for Week 17. That's got to worry the hell out of you. You need to change this coaching staff up, and you need to change it up right away in 2020. Wait, I, I suppose waiting isn't a bad a bad option, uh, but I think it's it's crucial that a coaching change happens here because if Philly improves in a few areas, if Philly gets a new staff in there that believes in Hurts and builds around Jalen Hurts with confidence and give, instills confidence in this guy who already has a boatload of confidence when you when you hear him talk about losing a game and that he's not making any excuses. I love his attitude. Hurts is going to ball. And if you get the right staff around this guy, and and some might disagree with this, and that's natural for me to, to run into that, if Philly drafts a big-name wide receiver, I don't care if you got Rager. You made a mistake. I like Rager. I'm not saying Rager will bust. I'm not saying Rager can't be a really good wide receiver, too, for the Eagles. He's he's good. But you guys made a huge mistake not drafting a couple of these other guys, like Jefferson and, and uh, you know, a lot of these guys kept falling in the draft. There was such opportunity for Philly to get that one guy, that one wide receiver. Go get a wide receiver in this very deep wide receiver class of 2021. Give Hertz weapons, and you guys will be top a top eight team in 2021. That's how that's how confident I am about the the supporting cast that Hertz already has. Get a coach in there that's willing to feed Miles Sanders the football and make Miles Sanders in every down back. I do worry about Sanders staying healthy. I'm not going to stray away from that concern. But my biggest reason for fading Miles Sanders, and you will find no bigger fader on Miles Sanders than me in 2020 offseason, this past offseason, it's because of the coaching staff. They don't commit to one running back. They they never have. Historically, they have not. And it was pretty easy to see that coming. And Miles Sanders was my biggest avoid other than Leonard Fournette in early January, February, March, when Fournette completely busted on Fantasy Worlds. (laughs) And everybody ripped me apart for that. Now everybody's going to act like that was pretty easy to see. No, it wasn't. Leonard Fournette was getting drafted in the freaking uh, top 12 to 14 overall in January and February. People forget when he was with the Jaguars, he was getting drafted that high. Leonard Fournette at 12, 13, 14 overall. People forget in January that was happening. Mixon, Sanders, Fournette, my biggest avoids. And and I'm telling you right now, situation matters. Situation matters a ton. Sanders can go from a biggest avoid one year to a guy that I'm all in on, especially coming off a bad year. He's going to be doubted. He's going to drop in value. He's going to be a very good value grab uh, unless there's tons of hype behind him which could happen, Uh, that that definitely could occur between now and 2021 or even January, you know, early mock drafting. Point is, right spot, right coach, anybody can change values for me. I'm not down on Sanders. I love Sanders' talent. He's got some crazy stats, you know, his ability to, to rack up yards better than really most NFL running backs in today's game. He just isn't utilized properly. He hasn't stayed healthy. I like Sanders a lot. I like Philly a lot. Philly is going to be that team in 2021. I don't know if the odds will even be good because I think Vegas will see it coming. A lot of people could see it coming. But if they don't, if the odds are good, a good bet, I love Philly in 2021 as a surprise team. They're the Buffalo Bills of, of 2021, I think. Um, so know that Later. Check me out, smitty1.com is my short link to my my YouTube show, my video version of this, and again, my news wires up at sleeperu.com, sleeper, the letter U.com. Once you get a taste of how I deliver news to you with a dynasty and redraft angle on every single piece of news I write, you will never be the same man or woman again. Get over there.